You are listening to Devan's Baby Buzz podcast. Devan is the Delaware Valley chapter of the National Association of Neonatal Nurses. Devan's Baby Buzz is a podcast addressing the hot topics in neonatal nursing. The program features interviews with various experts and is hosted by the Devan Board of Trustees. We are offering expert opinions, helpful tips, and honest advice. For more information on our chapter or to suggest a podcast topic, please check out our website, devannurses.org. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening. You are listening to Devan's Baby Buzz podcast. Since March, we have been met with uncertainty and loss through the abrupt closure of our children's schools, daycares, and routines. Most recently, the death of George Floyd has overwhelmed our nation with feelings of anger, uncertainty, and loss. While we understand that this has impacted us all, we understand the effect and impact can be so different on individuals. As a board member of Devan and podcast director, I've wanted to find a way to have a conversation about this for our listeners and be authentic to the mission of our podcast and organization. This evening, we will be focusing on the topic of talking to your kids about race, sharing resources, and offering you the ability to submit questions in advance. We'd like to welcome Annie Mapes for her first time on Devan's Baby Buzz podcast. Annie is a licensed social worker that has received her master's in social work from Fordham University and her bachelor's degrees in science of counseling and human services. She has spent her professional career working as a residential youth counselor, case manager, and house supervisor in group homes for children. As an admissions coordinator at a residential treatment facility for adolescent males and has been working as the school social worker and guidance counselor at an elementary school in northern New Jersey for the past five years. She is also the mother of three children, a son age eight, and two daughters age four and two. Additionally, she is the site administrator for the Bergen North Moms webpage, which is a part of the parent company, the Local Moms Network. Her blog, Instagram, and Facebook page cater to parents in Bergen County area, offering curated resources, events, and interesting pieces. Annie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. So um, we really appreciate you taking some time this evening to get us started on talking to our kids about race um, over, you know, the last couple weeks and month we've gathered a lot of different conversations, topics, questions from a lot of our podcast listeners who really are just looking for guidance, resources, and a start on talking to their kids about race and how to keep the conversation going. Um, So for our listeners trying to figure out how to start these conversations, do you have any recommendations on how to start to talk to your kids about race? So... This is such an important topic, and I don't think I'd be doing it justice if I didn't say, first of all, I have a lot of real-life experience working with talking to kids about really challenging and hard topics. Um, I am not an expert on speaking to children specifically about race and racism. However, in the school district where I work and my professional experience, I think that I've worked using a lot of these different resources. And I have to say, as with a lot of difficult topics, I think the best thing that you can do is keep it simple and age appropriate. Um, If you're opening the door to these conversations with young children, for instance, using resources that talk about social justice or really teaching kids how to talk about empathy and feeling something is a really good way to start. 
So one of the things I like to tell people to do when talking about things that might be a little bit challenging is um, using bibliotherapy, which is truly just a fancy word for using books. And um, some of those books, I think, to get started are honestly really easy topics to open up the door to talk to them about. And I think one of the ways to do that is to use stories that have um, characters that are not necessarily just like them, but might have experienced something that they might be going through, or um, even using uh, books that might have a main character that is a person of color. For instance, um, when my children were small, we would always read the book, The Snowy Day by Ezra Jack Keats, where there's a little boy that is playing in the snow and he's a little boy, a black little boy. And I think that just opens the conversation as to um, different characters. And using books that have characters from all different cultures is really helpful. Yeah, I think that's great. And, uh, you know, I've always felt in a very honest way, someone that's always wanted to lean into conversations of cultural sensitivity and bringing that heightened awareness to my children. And so I've tended to fill the bookshelf with books about diversity a little bit more than taking a look at my own personal bookshelf and identifying what do the main characters look like and how diverse are the main characters of the children's book. And one of the interesting things I read for, you know, quick ways to get started as this all unfolded and I did some of my own work prior to our conversation was really taking a look at your children's bookshelf and taking a look at the main characters and asking yourself, do they all look like your children or do you have, you know, a lot of different diverse backgrounds in these stories that um, bring more of a sense of awareness without you having to sit down and have such a formal conversation with them every night it's bedtime. Um, I think you bring up a really good ideas too about social justice and empathy when talking to your children. Um, any suggestions on how to keep your kids curious or encourage them to ask questions? I think our listeners um, brought up some good points about finding the grace to lead those conversations, um, but how do we encourage our children to stay curious and ask questions and then also be able to respond to them when maybe the question you know, makes us cringe a little bit and we have to find the right ways um, to navigate through them and not shut down the conversation. So one of the things I would definitely say is our kids are, we are great models for our children. So when we kind of show them how to ask appropriate questions about things, I think it opens the door and sort of clicks something in their mind. This is how I start a conversation about something that might be make me feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, one of the things I really work with in my school and in my practice with working with children and families is um, we use a lot of mindfulness. And one of the things that we always say is, what did you notice? What did you notice? So if you're reading a book with a, a child, you might say, what did you notice about um, this character in the book? Or how do you think that character felt when X, Y, or Z happened to them? And I think that you can then say to them, um, do you have any questions for me or do you think, or even have them do the same thing that you normally do when you read a book with them? Like, have you say, like, do you have any questions for mom? And they might say, well, mommy, what did you notice? And one thing I always say um, 
with my own kids, even when they ask me a question that I feel uncomfortable answering, if I don't feel comfortable in the moment, they can tell and they can watch me stutter and, and fumble through the words. But if you say to them, you know what, I'm un- I, I don't know how to answer that question right now, but I'll get back to you and let you know the answer. It buys you a little bit of extra time to find the right words. But sometimes with these types of topics, you can't find the right words right away. And that's okay. I think that's one of those things that we need to come to terms with is we don't know the answers. And truly, I have continued to learn almost every day when I'm going through social media and looking for new resources on how to reach the students that I work with or my own children. I'm learning something new every day. So you don't need to have all the answers. And you have every opportunity with the internet in front of you to find the resources you might need. That's great. Thank you, Annie. Um, And I know you had mentioned, you know, looking at some different age appropriate resources in the form of books. Um, Any other suggestions for certain books that maybe the listeners might be able to take a look at possibly purchasing or, you know, getting online that have worked for you in your conversations? Yes. So actually, um, I was talking to my son and I was talking to one of the teachers at my school recently about some of the books for different ages. And cause we were sort of uh, spitballing, like what are different things we can talk to parents about doing over the summer as some of the, these racism and race questions and that tension keeps building or w- what's happening around the world, what can we do? And one of the things I said, like I would re- really encourage parents to, because you might have the extra time in the summer is to have a book club with your child or if you have children of a certain age. So both of you can be reading the same book at the same time. One of the books that um, my son actually just read with his class and some of the teachers had been reading during this week um, during their Zoom classroom sessions is, um, it's called A Kid's Book About Racism by Jelani Memory. And it actually, they have a link on YouTube as well. It's a fantastic, very simple book that um, it really lays out the meaning of racism and um, what the implications are as a child and for this child in particular. I think it's a phenomenal book. Another one that I would suggest is um, that it's a little bit deeper and it, it is about an incident where a black man was shot by a police officer in a town, but it's called Something Happened in Our Town, A Child's Story About Injustice. And um, I actually don't know the name of the author right now, but I will look it up for you. Um, it is a phenomenal book and something that, um, it again, so many of these stories, if you don't have the time to purchase it, which I would really encourage you because having that physical book is great because you always can go back as a reference point, but a lot of them have links on YouTube as well. Um, Those are a little bit more about like the deeper issues that I would suggest. And those are good for kids of any school age, I think. Um, And for some other kids that are like a little bit younger, I would say um, the book by Grace Byers, it's called I Am Enough is an excellent book about a little girl and um, her role really in in the world. Um, I have a friend that I used to work with that wrote a couple of books in a series called the Colors of Me series. Her name is Dr. Stephanie Aguchi. She's an occupational therapist, but those are about 
um, the role of, um, or really putting yourself in the shoes of a, of a character of a young black child. And, um, those are a few, a few good examples, I think. Thank you so much, Annie, for those great resources. We also recognize that it can be a challenge for many families to provide books to their children due to the high cost and financial challenges. As a thank you for our listeners and a support for our community, we'd love to offer the ability to pay for a child's book who is in need. If you are in need, please contact us via email at devannurses at gmail.com. That's D-V-A-N-N-U-R-S-E-S at gmail.com or via our social media at Devan Nurses. Um, I think the other part that you had mentioned and maybe one of the books that you had detailed out as maybe a little bit more of a detailed heavy read and a, a thoughtful one is about the impact of racism. And that's been one that I've been really trying to continue to have as a conversation with my children who are seven and four years old about what the impact is of racism and inequity. Um, any suggestions that you might have for our listeners on how they can manage through that conversation or manage through having that explanation with their children? So one of the things that is available to us through the internet, if you can search it, but is um, there is a cartoon that illustrates the difference between um, equality and equity. And it is, if you can visualize this, there is a fence and everyone's standing, there's people of three different heights standing next to a fence and only the tallest one can stand and see the fence. They have an equal opportunity to look at the fence, but everyone is different heights. Equity, the equity photo is each person is standing up next to the fence, but there's a picture of a box underneath that, the ones that are shorter in order for them all to be able to see over that fence. And if you're able to search that and we can find a link perhaps to put on the webpage to just that image, I think it's a really easy way to use those tools I talked about earlier about like noticing what do you notice, what's the difference, because it's a great way to open up, open the door to have that conversation with your children or with your students, because I think that it gives you, kids are visual learners and a child of any age can look at a picture and, and be able to figure something out from that picture and, and gather their own thoughts and their own ideas. And if you are able to hear their feedback about what they're seeing and what they're feeling, it can, it can sort of snowball into a conversation between the two of you. Um, I think that's a good way to start that conversation. Yeah, thank you so much, Annie. I, I do appreciate that. And I know one of the big questions that we had um, submitted from a lot of our listeners um, was really conversations of challenging disparity and inequity um, and how to have that conversation with children. Um, I also want to make sure I bring attention to um, Nan's statement that um, was issued last week, um, but also their nine recommendations for equality of care. Um, racial disparity in the NICU has definitely been a conversation that the NAN um, organization has continued to challenge ourselves to read different articles and have different conversations and make different recommendations of 
how we want to operate and hold ourselves accountable as an organization. Um, So I want to make sure I touch on the nine recommendations that they made. The first is to elevate awareness by encouraging open discussions. The second is encouraging diversity in the workforce. The third is examine personal bias and beliefs and be open to feedback. Um, The fourth is to examine your NICU stats to determine significant trends. The fifth is to create diverse teams of parent committees that contribute to the NICU culture. The sixth is to use qualified interpreters when caring for families that don't speak English. The seventh is to provide information in multiple languages whenever possible. The eighth is to consider discharge requirements and available resources for a successful transition home. And the ninth is to be an advocate for racial awareness and equality in your hospital and community. And so I think those were really great. And I know information that our NAN Board of Trustees is looking to continue to communicate um, with our members, but also make externally focused um, and available for any listeners or non-NAN members that want to hear more. Um, So we definitely also want to continue to have the conversation, to ask the questions and We recognize that our podcast episode will never be able to even begin to scratch the surface on how complex and challenging this conversation is. So please continue to submit your questions. We are happy to continue to have these conversations and address your specific concerns. I also want to make sure we thank Annie for her time here and for sharing her evening with our listeners, providing resources for us all to do better, and the support you provide for kids every day. Thank you so much, Annie. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you, Jen. Have a great night. You too. As a thank you for our listeners and a support for the community, we'd love to offer the ability to pay for a child's book who is in need. If you are in need, please contact us via email at devannurses at gmail.com. That's D-V-A-N-N-U-R-S-E-S at gmail.com or via social media at Devan Nurses. For those interested in helping to provide book donation to children, we are also offering the ability for those to donate a book. Two-thirds of children living in poverty have no books at home. This donation supports the long line of research showing the benefits of reading to children on their development and bonding. Please reach out if you're able to help partner with us on these efforts. We are also happy to share that Annie um, has helped to get us started on this donation and we'll be purchasing the first round of books to donate to our families in need. Thank you so much. This podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on this podcast. Full disclosure, our opinions are our own.